0: Bickley and Murata Mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata.
1: It's the greatest show on earth!
0: Bickley and Murata.
1: Good morning and welcome. In the world.
0: Dan Bickley.
1: Sportsman Sports
0: Vince Murata. It's a power-packed morning zoo, are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata.
1: Spectacular. Spectacular. This is the
2: Bickley and Murata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in
1: the history
2: of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bickley
1: and Murata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. All right, people, happy Friday. Hello, everybody. We've got a football game this weekend involving the Arizona Cardinals that actually counts. We have got a real football game that took place in LA last night, and the Rams are 0 1. I showed up at work today with a gigantic coffee stain on my shorts. Yeah, yes. I didn't even notice. Well, <laughs> it it happened on the drive here, and it reminded me of a um of a of a very awful awkward story that happened to me once. Yes, way back in the day, my first trip to Notre Dame the first trip to Touchdown Jesus in that, you know, legendary stadium. Right? I'm Is that the song? Okay. so <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a passenger, I'm just getting distracted by this, I'm a passenger in a car on the way to South Bend, Indiana, and I'm holding a mug of coffee, and my co-worker decides to slam on his brakes, for whatever reason. Maybe there was traffic, whatever. Coffee goes everywhere. I've got a nice shirt on, and a pair of jeans on, and now I'm covered Ooh. in coffee. So my first entrance into Notre Dame's legendary press box, I look <laughs> like a putz. Right, Jarrett? <laughs> right. A slob. I'd, yeah. A mess. And it's hard to get coffee off your clothes once it yeah. splashes. You were wearing it. a white shirt, too, right? It was. Yeah. Yes. I always always what? happens.
3: Dan, in solidarity, I'm going to pour some coffee on my pants today.
1: You know what? Dan, that's how you know, I feel I'm about you. The rare,
0: y'all. I'm having the rare cup of coffee this morning, too. Let's do it. Sir. Yeah. Let's <laughs> pour one out for Dan Binkley. If pouring
3: coffee on your
0: pants <laughs> is cool, <laughs> then consider me Dan Binkley. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. I've had a I've had a very strange history with college football stadiums. I almost burnt down the Orange Bowl once. Now, that might be... That might be you might have I, been doing the world a favor. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a bit hyperbolic, but one time, very young in my career, I was to Tampa to cover a Bears-Bucks game. And my boss at the time says, hey, by the way, Florida State's playing Miami tomorrow. It's a huge college football game. Can you get over there and cover that for us? And me being young and dumb and naive, I said, yeah, sure. How far is that, three hours? Yeah, yeah, three hours. So I got in the car... And it's five and a half hours, right? It's five and a half hours. And back then, I was what you would call a recreational smoker. Not now, but then I was. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I got to get a pack of smokes for this drive. All right? Because this, this this drive, this drive is going to be monstrously long. Mm-hmm. So long story short, it's halftime at the Orange Bowl. And, you know, they had areas for smokers back then. It was a different world back then. So I go back to the area where smoking was allowed. <laughs> I have a smoke, and I put it out in all these used pizza boxes that were there for the media. I circle back five minutes later, one of those boxes was on fire. <laughs> and nobody noticed except me. And I frantically put out the fire I started. Bet you wish you had a cup of coffee then. <laughs> that he was the spilled it on his pants. That was the same day Edgerin James ran for 299 yards against UCLA. Wow, wow. he was on fire, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so bowl is You bowl. are on fire today. <laughs> Let's go. All right, so... There you go. There you go. Man, How's story? that for setting a tone for a football Friday? I love Friday? when I hear stories that I haven't heard you tell before. <laughs> That's, you're right. It's yeah. good because I usually tell the same ones over and over again. i not that. It's, <laughs> it's good to kind of put some new cotton, th- content in the world every now it and then. It
2: is again. funny that the, what you said about a, being a putz and spilling coffee. It does remind me of the old saying, the difference between a putz and a schmuck. Uh? Uh, a schmuck spills his coffee. A putz is the guy who spills his coffee on. Ah,
1: ah. right. There
0: you go. There you go. The old saying. Is that a
2: preview <laughs> of the sports kebab
1: today, Jared? Start the show, Jarrett. The splash splash. The stories making waves in the sports world. The splash. splash. Animal. Animal
3: coming. Animal coming. The Splash, brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at
2: presidentialpools.com.
0: Hey, look everyone, more great injury news for the Arizona Cardinals. And yes, I'm being sarcastic. Aaron Wilson of Pro Football Network reported yesterday that wide receiver Rondale Moore suffered a hamstring injury during practice and will undergo an MRI to determine the severity of the injury with DeAndre Hopkins suspended and now this injury to Moore. Looks like the Cardinals are going into Sunday's week one game against Kansas Kansas City with just four healthy receivers. Hollywood Brown, A.J. Green, Andy Isabella and Greg Dorch. What a Dorch! Uh, in addition, J.J. Watt and Zach Ertz both missed practice on Thursday. There was all kinds of video circulating from reporters, and I'm not saying they jinxed anything, but from rep- reporters who were at the Cardinals' open portion of practice and like, wow, Rondell Moore looks like he's got no limitations whatsoever. And then hours later you get this news. Yeah, that's
1: uh, that's that's not good. No bueno. Uh, it's, it's been a very This weird off season begins. You know, it's but this is as Vance Joseph said. This is what football's about. This is you know, it's chaos from week to week. Yeah, it's just what does it look like?
0: We know what it looks like now. Yeah. A lot of guys in street Yeah, uh, The
1: Los Angeles
0: Rams raised their Super Bowl champion banner at SoFi Stadium last night, and that was the last good thing that happened to them. Josh Allen threw for three touchdowns, ran for another. The Buffalo Bills crushed the defending champions 31-10 in the NFL season opener. Game was tied at 10 at the half, but the Bills dominated the second half of play out scoring LA 21-0. Matthew Stafford threw three picks for the Rams, who were limited to 243 yards on the night and 66 of uh, of that came on the last possession of the game, and that's a series that
1: ended in a turnover on downs. Buffalo looked scary good last yeah, it night. Did. Josh Allen looked like all that last night, and that and was even with four turnovers mixed in. And and for the people who've been wondering about the state of Matthew Stafford's arm, there's a lot of people who are saying, hmm, think Carson Palmer in 2017 or 16? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's uh, again this this guy had a this guy had a baseball injury in his throwing arm. In fact, he was rehabbing the same injury in Los Angeles at the same time as Clayton Kershaw. Those guys do everything together. <laughs> uh,
0: the Rams started yesterday by announcing contract extensions for head coach Sean McVay and GM Les Snead through the 2026 season. McVay, by the way, highest winning percentage of any active head coach at 671. That includes last night's games, guided the Rams to uh, two Super Bowl appearances and last year's championship. And now, what you brought up yesterday is actually not true anymore. Sean McVay is under
1: 500 for That's the right. first time at any yeah. point of his tenure with well, the Rams. And we're going to get into this. I think there's a lot of applications to uh, the Cardinals uh, what went down last yeah. night. But just Imagine being the Rams this morning. Yesterday you're raising a banner now you're 0-1 and you just had your backsides handed to you. Yeah, it was and it was not close. No. Um, the D-backs back at it tonight in Colorado.
0: Three game series against the Rockies Of course, Field. Zach Davies gets the ball for the Snakes in game one. they will be faced by Herman Marquez. First pitch 540. Pre-game starts at Five. You can catch it on ESPN 620 AM and 98.7 FM HD2. Also, a roster move made by the D-backs yesterday. Rookie lefty Tommy Henry option to AAA Reno. They recalled the right-hander Taylor Widener. Henry had struggled in his last two starts going 0-2 with a 1296 ERA. Uh, Widener uh, had a 589 ERA and 27 relief appearances for Reno this year. According to reports, the Major League Baseball Competition Committee voting today on rule changes that would begin next year that include a whole bunch of different stuff. First-ever pitch clock, the elimination of the defensive shift, Bigger
1: bases and a limit to how many times a pitcher can disengage from the pitching rubber. like it, like it. That that to me that now you've got now baseball has my interest. That's the kind of stuff that will make an immediate impact on the sport of baseball.
0: Big weekend of college football for the in-state schools. Arizona State on the road in Stillwater to take on the 11th-ranked Oklahoma State Cowboys. First meeting between the schools since 1993. You remember that game, Vic? <laughs> Devils won uh, 12-10 in Tempe in a barn burner. Oklahoma State in an 11 and a half point favorite in that game that kicks off at 430 that's on ESPN 620 AM and 98.7 FM HD 2 the Arizona Wildcats make their home debut in Tucson hosting the Pirate Mike Leach and the Mississippi State Bulldogs incidentally the cats also 11 and a half point dogs for the game that begins at 8 o'clock latest start time in the country tomorrow night in Tucson NAU on the road in Texas they'll take on Sam Houston at four Ellie the uh, uh, women's final is set at the US Open it'll be uh, top seed Iga Swiatek taking on fifth seed at Ange Jabor on Saturday. Swiatek rallied after dropping the first set in her semifinal match and Jabor Cruz 6-1, 6-3 over Caroline Garcia of France. Men's semifinals are set for today. Hopefully there's a little bit of variety in the uh, attire for the players. Did you notice that the other night in the, two, was, in the yeah, two matches? Yeah, Everybody yeah. was wearing, wearing the same, the same
1: outfit yeah. and it's awful. It's, it's like, like Nike's doing the wardrobe selections yeah. for the U.S. Open. We really yeah. need to push these yeah, square yeah, uh, yeah. these square zipper right. shirts they're not They're well. We've got some new stock. We got to sell. Yeah. yeah.
0: Karen Hatchinoff faces Casper uh, K- Ruud in the first match, followed by 22nd seeded American Francis Tiafo taking on third seed
1: Carlos Alcaraz of Spain. That's the match. Yes. That's the match. That's, that's, that's the last match of the tournament that looks really great to me. That could be a preview. Stop rubbing your eyes, Jared. <laughs> that could be a preview of the future of tennis. Seriously, those two guys right there. Uh, the WNBA finals are set. <laughs> the Connecticut Sun finished on. An 18
0: nothing run to beat the Chicago Sky, 72 63 in Game Five. They'll move on to face Las Vegas for the championship. Best of five series starts on Sunday. How about ending a, a deciding Game Five on an 18 to nothing run?
1: That's crazy. That's yeah. They that looked. 22 2 to end the game. That's unbelievable. Longest run to finish a game in a WNBA playoff. Chicago
0: Sky fans and Phoenix Suns fans, we are together today. Uh,
1: Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Big same.
0: There's your splash for Friday, September 9th. Coming up next, we got to dive into it. More injuries for the Cardinals. How's this team going to deal on Sunday? We'll get into it next. Pickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.
1: Friday with Bickley and Murata. Presented by 72 Sold. Get your price. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Oh, he's, he's doing better. He did some stuff today. Um, I expect him to progress throughout the week, and so hopefully he'll feel feel good by, by Sunday. But but he did more today than he had been previously and, and looked fine.
0: Yeah, that was Cliff Kingsbury on uh, Monday uh, talking about Rondale Moore getting back into the swing of things, hopes to mm-hmm. progress as the week goes on. And I think that was happening. Until yesterday, Bick, when the uh, report came out after practice from Aaron Wilson of Pro Football Network that Rondale Moore now uh, suffered a hamstring injury. Haven't seen any updates on the results of of that, and hopefully it's not anything, but man, if it is something, this bummer streak of injuries and now going into a, a game potentially with four healthy receivers... Um, this is not ideal
1: for the well, Arizona it, Cardinals. It really, it really depends now how severe this hamstring strain happens to be, and because you're looking anywhere between one and four weeks. Uh, that That's the reality of it. I, I don't think Rondale Moore, I, I think an injury like this, if Rondale Moore misses week one, I'm guessing he might we, miss week two as well. There's nothing you can do about it. This is just dumb luck. This is happening in practice, man. Practice. And it's as these injuries pile up and as they accumulate, it it, it, it almost makes you wonder, it, should the team be doing something different? I don't know what you could do to protect players more than this regime is doing. And, and But maybe the The act of protecting them, I I don't know, creates – you know what they say in football, if you're not going 100%, you're actually – at greater risk for injury
0: or the old adage too if you're out there worried about injury when, when you know when you're on the field and yeah. he's bound to follow you and yeah. there are a lot of coaches still in this day and age Bick that believe that for the rigors of an upcoming season you have to have some calluses on you yeah we saw it in hard knocks with the Detroit Lions what happens with them nobody knows but Dan Campbell made an impassioned speech to his team at the end of that first full day of contact practice they were tackling to the ground yeah and there was montages of a lot of hitting going on. Yeah. And he said, look, if I thought there was a better way, I would do it. I do care about your health, but this this is something that is necessary going into it. Yeah. The Cardinals have not handled it this no. way, and it's turned into a kind of a damned-if-you-do, damned-if-you-don't situation. Certainly. Like it, it, Cliff it, Kingsbury would be getting a lot of criticism if somebody got hurt in full contact drills
1: or if they played regulars in the preseason, but now we're seeing the polar opposite of that. Without a doubt. And it's, it's, the, it's really the darn Thing to, to have injuries be an issue in a, in a regime where you're trying so hard to prevent them. It, it couldn't,
2: and it couldn't be a bigger contrast, too, because the Kansas City Chiefs, who played all their starters in all their practices, who played indeed. their starters throughout the preseason, yeah. had zero people on the I know, injury report. I know. Yeah,
0: they had one guy that was sick yesterday. But, uh, I'm sure that'll be fine by Sunday.
1: Yeah. So um, this is really, it's dumb luck. It might be dumb planning, but, you know, it's, they're really kind of banking on what happened at the start of last year to kind of guide them. And, and they believe in this philosophy. uh, I don't know where it's all going to depend what they put on the foot and now who they put on the football field on Sunday right by itself um a wide receiver tweaking a hamstring in practice going into a game it's not all that uncommon the stuff does happen in the NFL but but in in a camp where there's you know any number of guys we've been wondering about, it's it's the cumulative effect that's got people kind of weirded out. Well, and then you start
0: to look at, at, at the career of Rondell Moore, who, as a freshman at Purdue, mm. put up enormous numbers. 114 catches, 1,258 yards, but played the full season. The next year, in a full season, was limited to four games. In the shortened season for COVID in 2020, he played three of Purdue's six games. And last year, he missed the last three regular seasons games so it, there's a
1: picture it, being painted here is yeah what you're saying. Is, is i agree Rondale that's, more injury prone that to me is the more troubling thing of anything <laughs> especially when it's the soft tissue stuff that's and happening in practice mm-hmm. that's that's the kind of thing that makes you kind of go oh no because some guys um yeah
0: <laughs> well we talked about um you know when this roster was pared down to 53 and the cardinals kept six receivers they don't have the services of Antoine Wesley. They might not have the services of Rondell Moore, and we know what DeAndre Hopkins is up to. So now you're down to, to four guys, basically. You know, Seven receivers when you include Hopkins. But we talked about Greg Dortch and Andy Isabella. Great stories, guys who impressed in the preseason, mm-hmm. and especially with Andy Isabella. Mm-hmm. The guy whose quotes after making the team, it wasn't of relief or gratitude. It was, I want chances, I want
1: opportunities. Me. Andy, here right. you go, man. Well, this is uh this is really uh I think the bottom line of this whole conversation it's because this is where it's leading. If Andy Isabella really wanted to get reps and prove he's something that that the Cardinals have been holding back, here you go, man. Uh-huh. Here you go. I mean, go show it against this Chiefs team that that does not have a great defense. Go put a game together.
0: Now that and my prediction of A.J. Green having a resurgent season, that might get off to a good start on Sunday, too. Well,
1: we're going to see about that prediction. <laughs> we're going to see about that. So, Because I do think that if, if Andy Isabella can play against ones the way he played in the preseason, he can effectively imitate Rondale Moore on Sunday. That's what I believe. But, but the, it, it requires him to do it. Oh, absolutely. And, it
2: and requires the team to trust him
1: to do no. it, too. Well, yeah, he talked
2: about
0: also, you know, individually, his confidence being at an all-time high. You know, he felt slighted last year. He was given permission to seek a trade. Didn't find any takers. You know, I had, had kind of floated out the idea, Bick, that maybe after a really good preseason, Andy Isabella still could be a trade candidate. I don't know if any kind of talks went on around the league. But the Cardinals have to be thinking,
1: wow, thank goodness that didn't happen. Yeah, right. Yeah, I I do agree with that as well. It's sort of like San Francisco with Jimmy Garoppolo on a much lesser scale. Yeah, I I think that that he certainly can serve a fill of need and serve a purpose on Sunday. To me, the big thing for this offense on Sunday isn't necessarily going to be about the skill players, although they're going to be very important. I I think it's really about this Cardinals offensive line. and, And will they have the ability to push people backwards? And if they can, can they be that? That team that we saw in week one against Nashville. I, I, I think it really does begin up there. Because if that, if that unit doesn't hold up against the Chiefs, then I think e- you've got real cause for concern. This Chiefs defense might be a defense that the Cardinals offensive line can push around a little bit. And if that's the case, maybe we can get a game like they put forth against Tennessee last year, and keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. It's, it's going to be fascinating in a lot of different dilemmas, I mean, or a lot of different ways. Yeah. But, but this this making do with, because we don't even know what the, what the depth chart is going to look like based on other guys. We are assuming Marcus Golden is good now. He's been on the practice field. and okay. finally
0: found out what the issue is with, with the toe after yep. you know a month of
1: mystery that he mm-hmm. dropped
0: some weights on his toe. Yeah, and that that's not fun. No. Yeah. <laughs> what are these injuries? Right. I know, right, what right. How about dropping
1: that? things on their feet? Burning themselves, dropping weights on their feet. <laughs> yeah, crazy, you know how you, right? You know how you
0: avoid that, Bick? Stay away from
1: weights. <laughs> stay out of the weight room, kids. <laughs> stay out of the weight room, stay I, out of the kitchen.
0: I personally have never suffered a weight room injury and I'm old
1: Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> kitchen injury though yes you probably have had those right it, not, not from cooking okay yeah just happened from eating happened to be,
0: happened <laughs> to be <laughs> your
2: arm or well, something I told
1: the story about using it, the steak knife to open up a toy and cut oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. my right. finger Ooh. that's right
3: well maybe you can show Marcus Golden a thing or two about how to lift properly yeah. since you've never had a, a weight <laughs> I'm sure heard. he would
0: love to learn you lift with your back that's what I've always heard <laughs> yeah yeah that's great advice uh-huh. that's very strong lift with your groin arms only Uh, We'll have a lot more Cardinals-Chiefs preview today. Coming up next, some reaction to what went down in L.A. last night. Looked real good for the Buffalo Bills. The Rams, uh, not so much. We'll get into it next. Bickley and Murata mornings live from the Auction Community Studios on this Football Friday, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.
2: Football Friday with Bickley and Murata.
1: Presented by 72 Sold. Get your price. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Four. Bills at their own
3: 47. He's in the gun, gets a snap,
1: pocket collapsing, gets out of pressure, runs to his right, throws it downfield looking for Diggs. Diggs stops and he makes the catch and he's in the end zone! Touchdown Buffalo Stephon Diggs! Adjusted as the ball was hung up high by Josh Allen. He was under heavy pressure. Diggs virtually stopped at the two-yard line, made the catch and
0: fell into the end zone. Ah, uh, that's WGR five fifty Sports Radio in Buffalo on the call. The final touchdown of the game last night, the highlight touchdown of the game last night was Stephon Diggs running right past Jalen Ramsey uh, for that score, and uh, Josh Allen underthrew it a little bit, but a great adjustment by Diggs. And what we saw last night was an absolute
1: shellacking in Los Angeles. That was it was well, two teams at different levels uh, to start, start the season. With, start with that individual matchup. Stephon Diggs cooked. Jalen Ramsey. Did you see the stat on it, Ramsey? It, oh, the, the end line stat from the night, it's unbelievable. Per, per
0: Pro Football Focus, their initial grading, Ramsey allowed a perfect passer rating of 158.3 targeted seven times, allowing six receptions for 124 yards and two touchdowns. And that's supposedly the best corner in the game. Now, on that particular play, he thought there was going to be safety help. And Taylor Rapp was like not even a half hour late. It was
1: more like two and a half hours late getting over there. Yeah, listen, I think Jalen Ramsey was the best corner in the game last year. It doesn't mean he's going to be this year. That position changes very quickly, just like running backs. Um, And and Jalen Ramsey, what he does do is he does a lot of talking and he talked a lot of he talked a lot of smack about Josh Allen back in the day when he was coming into the league Josh Allen said <laughs> yeah. that draft pick uh, was trash was trash right and and so so there was some of that in the air and stefan diggs i mean man mercy what a talent that guy is and and he just lit up Jalen ramsey so that was one of the first early matchups that obviously went buffalo's favor uh then there was the quarterback battle which was also one-sided and lopsided and i don't know where you want to start with josh allen's game Yeah, let's start with Josh Josh Allen's game.
0: He looks like the best quarterback in the game right now. With the way he finished in the playoffs last year, put up historic numbers, even though the Bills didn't get to the Super Bowl. And last night, you know, the misnomer is the two interceptions. The first one was not his fault. He, He was late on the second interception. That was the one mistake he made. He was nearly perfect. 26 of 31, 297, three touchdowns. He was the leading rusher. He ran for his score. He had three passes that hit the ground all night. When you take out the interceptions, yeah, that's
1: that's not human. No, and from the, the first drive on, the first drive of the night, you're like, wow, that was butter. And then it just and all the designed runs. I'm telling you, he looked like Cam Newton in his prime. And and if you're a Bills fan, literally, you've got to be on the edge of your seat about this because he is. You weren't kidding when I joked about how Buffalo doesn't have power backs and, and they've just got these kind of Smurfish running backs. You're like, no, they got one. His name is Josh Allen. Yeah, and mean, you're right about that. If you ran the Bills, do you want him exposed like that? He
0: got late in the game. He ran, like, on a, on a, on an option play, he kept it, ran delivered a blow and the game was decided even Chris Collinsworth on NBC was like I don't know if you really want your guy doing that Josh Allen got up with a smile on his I face he, he obliterated a Rams defensive back Nick yeah. Scott with it, with a stiff arm and, and after the game he said this
3: I like winning I, whatever I'm asked to do I'm, I'm willing to do and again um, limiting the hits obviously sliding and getting out of bounds it's you know above you know the utmost importance there you know the best abilities availability but again and when I'm called upon to do something for my team, I'm willing to do it.
0: Yeah, when he says, every quarterback says, I'll do whatever it takes to win, I believe Josh Allen. There was another play where he kept it on a running play, and there's two tacklers in front of him. And he launches his he tries to start, like hurdle, like go over the
1: top of them. Yeah. gets dragged down and again right. got up smiling. Right, he is a he's great. He's a different breed. Man. He's he's great. I love his attitude. His leadership is off the charts. Is everything. He's as like,
2: you were saying though, Dan, it, this was all great for Cam Newton. It was this is how Cam it was it? played. Yep,
1: until it wasn't. Yep, and they just flashed a graphic up on the screen here. Uh, Josh Allen has sick as. 683 quarterback hits absorbed since 2018. That's a lot. 683 quarterback hits since entering the league. Second most in that time span among quarterbacks. I wonder who's first. What quarterbacks? Twenty-eight, probably Cam Newton. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, probably Cam Newton hasn't played as yeah. much. Yeah, Lamar Jackson, maybe. Yeah, maybe Lamar. Jackson. Or just Jackson. maybe somebody who's just sacked a whole lot. Yeah, that would well, you have to be <laughs> some midfield I mean, or yeah, something, right? Yeah, could be. But th- so that's that's the thing. Uh, this is you're watching Cam Newton in his prime, and maybe even better in what Josh Allen is able to do because Cam Newton could never throw the ball like Josh Allen does. Yeah.
0: On the flip side of that quarterback battle, Matt Stafford, twenty-nine, a forty-one, two forty-one touchdown, three picks, did not look. Look, the, the offense looked completely out of sync all night. Outside of basically Stafford's connection with Cooper Cup, who's you know he's tremendous, but everybody else, mm.
1: they could not get anything going. It was shocking, and it's so whether or not you, you believe that Matthew Stafford might be. Compromised physically, and there is a lot of people who are rushing to that speculation. Keep in mind, we live that we're going to live this on Sunday. The the reactions to Week One are always oh, overreaction. Absolutely, always we overreact to everything. In to the NFL. Uh, yes, in Week One in particular. But to me, I, I the Rams have been sort of anointed as the best team in the NFC uh, by most people. Clearly, the favorites in the NFC West. This was the first look at them, and and what they didn't look so good. And not bad, but this is a team that is you know
0: they're the defending champions there's uh, Matthew Stafford on how Buffalo's defense slowed him down they did
2: a nice job you know I think if we're a little bit more efficient on first down second down you know get ourselves into some favorable um, situations um, I can obviously be more efficient if I'm more efficient um, you know those drives are a little bit longer it's a little bit tougher on those guys up front but gotta give them credit they did a really nice job of affecting the game up front um, and in the back end did a really great job of I mean keeping a top on it I mean they just played too high safety basically the entire game played some old school three which I haven't Seen in a long time, um, you know, trying to rotate to Cooper, but, uh, um, you know, it wasn't
0: anything earth shattering. They just did a nice job of, of playing. And by the way, Beck, that was without Tredavious White, the best it? cornerback. And they had two rookies, mm-hmm. who both looked really good while they were in there. Uh-huh. Uh, that was a scary performance. And it wasn't just the defense. Offensively, Buffalo, 9 of 10 on third down opportunities they were just rolling
1: yeah that's even though that game was a one touchdown game um it, for mo- for most of the second half it, it never felt that clay It just looked like buffalo was in command of that thing from the start yeah and and largely because of just josh allen's demeanor it was uh, rarely do you see a quarterback like that live up to that kind of hype in week one especially the way he exited the playoffs yes.
2: I was just thinking the same thing it's like they, the Bills and Josh Allen look as good as
1: everyone Thinks has they been are saying be. the last yeah. you know, several weeks we were like we got to the point where we were making fun of it how how unanimous the Bills have been as a Super Bowl champion uh, selection almost laughing like come on now there's a lot of teams in football that are capable and then they go out and they they deliver That's, yeah. and
0: there were times last year where they looked equally as dominant and they limp down the stretch, and then Josh Allen got ridiculously hot in the playoffs. Yeah, Jared, would you like to uh, apologize to the Bills receiving core for what you said yesterday? Outside of Stephon Diggs, don't oh yeah, to you're right. It. That guy,
2: Gabe, uh, Gabe Davis, is was tremendous crazy. yesterday. Wow!
0: Did you see the stat on him? I didn't. At one point, after he scored the touchdown, they said uh, twelve of Davis's last forty six catches have been touchdowns. <laughs> wow, that's unheard of. I don't know. Yeah, that's, wow. Uh, here's uh, Sean McVay, coach of the Rams, whose day started out really good getting the contract extension and then that. We weren't
1: ready to go. Um, I take a lot of uh, you know pride in that and that's on me. I got to do better. There was a lot of decisions that I made that I felt like didn't put our players in good enough spots. This was a humbling experience but we're going to stay connected. We're going to all look inward. We're going to do a better job moving forward but you give credit to the Bills and then we've got to understand that we've got to have that mindset and mentality to be able to move forward accordingly.
0: By the way, do you think the Rams were Maybe trying to get Andrew Whitworth to take off the blazer
1: and the T-shirt and put on a uniform uh, yeah, after that offensive line performance. Yeah, 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 that's a, that's a, that that's an underrated loss. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's I, I I would be very interested to kind of I don't know how di- how many diehard Rams fans there are in in Los Angeles or Southern California, but it, it to go from celebrating a championship to f- unveiling those f- the flashiest championship rings I've ever seen, to d- having a, a, a real hope that you're going to do it again, and now to be 0-1 and, d- and to kind of to take that shellacking the way you do, it tells you how fast things change in the NFL.
0: Remember yesterday when I was musing on how the Super Bowl champs did on that Thursday night opener since that became a thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, di- I didn't crunch the numbers, but John Huffling from uh, Deadspin did. Uh, if you go back to 2004, when that Super Bowl tradition started on Thursday night, the Super Bowl champion was 14-3 and three in their Week 1 matchup. Um, and if you go back to 2000, it goes to 18-3. and three. So the Rams wow. losing and losing that bad was, Is, was a rarity. Wow. We'll have more on that game coming up. Uh, also coming up, Russell Wilson opened up about his return to Seattle as a Denver Bronco, and some interesting stuff came out of it. We'll get into that and more in NFL Hashmarks next. It's Pickley and Murata. Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Quickly and Morada <laughs> Hash marks.
1: <laughs>
3: It'll definitely be an experience I've never experienced before, <laughs> um, but it also be an experience that I'm going to uh, enjoy the journey of it all. And you know, My focus is going to be on joy. My focus is going to be on my teammates and I us playing our best football that we can possibly play against a really good football team, and that's what we're going to have to do. And so to, um, to, to play a great game, you, you can't be, um, you know, you can have passion, you can you know, have some emotions and all that, but you can't be emotional, and I think that's just part of
0: it. Russell Wilson of the Denver Broncos before his first game ever as a Bronco, which is Happens to be at Lumen Field where he quarterbacked the Seattle Seahawks for a, a decade. Uh, that's Monday night. Those two teams will have the stage all to themselves. Uh, and obviously, uh, one of those scheduling quirks that uh, just ha- kind of happen. And there's a few of them this week with former court- quarterbacks taking on their, their former teams. Right. That's the highlight one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was not the highlight of what Russell Wilson said yesterday. No. Because there was a lot of questioning into, hey, how did things end? Why did they end? What went into this departure? Uh, but Russell Wilson said this about Seattle's efforts in years prior. To trade him?
3: Uh, I definitely, think they tried to, you know, a couple times and tried to see what was out there. It's part of the business and it's part of uh, being a professional and everything else. And uh, upset is probably the wrong word. Uh, I, I don't think uh, I don't think that, you know, I believe in my talent, who I am. You know, I believe I'm one of the best in the world. I don't worry about anything else other than that. Um, I think that, uh, you know, I think at the same time, too, you know, I think my focus has always been on winning and, and what we can do and how we can add great players and everything else. And so, um, you know, I got to play with some amazing guys. It's one of World's best and Dwayne Brown, uh, you know guys like Chris Carson, you know unfortunately can't play anymore, but just a guy like that, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, um, Bobby Wagner, you know Jamal Adams and, and Quandre Diggs, you know. So my focus is always on winning, that's that's really all that matters. You should have done all those names at the end and
0: Gambo, style. like Gamble, that'd yeah. be fun. Yeah, Andre Diggs, <laughs> <Tyler> Lockett. <laughs> um, so
1: that was followed up uh, by a piece on Pro Football Talk. Uh, you know, so comment- the trade. The first trade was that the Seahawks were going to trade him to the. Browns. The, and, he, well, and he acknowledged that. Right. Yeah. But that was the first step. So that was back in 2018. Right. The Seahawks, uh,
0: and Chris Sims had put that out there. The Seahawks Cleveland. said to to the Browns for the first overall pick when they got Baker Mayfield right. that the piece on Pro Football Talk says the Seahawks likely would have taken Josh Allen with that number one pick. Okay. That's and then followed Florio writes, I've heard that the same thing happened a year later with the Seahawks floating the possibility of sending Wilson to the Arizona Cardinals for the first pick in 2019. They likely would have selected quarterback Kyler Murray. Now think about that. Think about that on a number of levels. Mm -hmm. How it shook out. But uh, at that time in 2019, Russell Wilson was still very much in his prime. Uh, the, The Seahawks were still a playoff caliber team. Did the fatigue of Russell Wilson get to the point where... The Seahawks said, we don't even care
1: about trading him in the division. We just want right. rid of him. Yes, or or they just knew that, okay, this, uh, uh, yeah, the, all of that. They, they forecast a time when this is going to have to come to an end. Let's see if we can't get a number one overall pick out of him. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what communications were held between the Seahawks and the Cardinals. But what a fascinating debate that would have been. They have the number one overall pick. You've got Josh Rosen, and now Seattle saying, do you want Russell Wilson? Yeah. The guy that has been a thorn in the Cardinals' backside. And again, like you said, we don't know how much traction these talks had,
0: how far they went, but let's assume they went pretty far down the road and Steve Kime had a decision to make. He made the right decision. And Russell Wilson is an excellent quarterback, but for him to join a team that was basically starting from ground level after the 2018 debacle under steve wilks russell wilson would have made the, the the first year cardinals team a little bit better like you know it, <laughs> they weren't ready to win they were not at that ready time. to win then then they had the the second year jump to, to to
1: eight wins. Well, I I guess the seven wins. I okay, guess it was right. Yeah. The question becomes: Would you ra- would you rather ha- have had Russell Wilson say for the nineteen season through? So is say say he gets absorbed in that awful one year when the Cardinals are not ready to win, but. Would you rather have would you rather have Russell Wilson going forward right now than Kyler Murray? I no I would not. I would not either. No.
0: But the, where but if, where it gets sticky is if you consider that playoff loss to the Rams. If Russell yeah. Wilson was quarterbacking the Cardinals with everything else remaining the same, what would that have looked
1: like? Well, it just it speaks to the fact that that we all recognize the ceiling of Kyler Murray, but there's also the he ain't there yet. He's got to. He's got to make up. He's got to make up for that playoff game. Like a lot of the Phoenix Suns. No, there's a lot of guys in this
2: town who've got some proving to do. The counter to that was like, would that Rams? You know, remember Russell Wilson was injured a lot of last year. Like, would that Rams game ever have even happened? Like, with how Russell Wilson's been injury prone lately. It's, it's I mean, hard. Injury, the the he hypotheticals. Had, he,
0: had, he had one injury.
2: The other hypothetical. And he got
1: back in four yeah, weeks I, as opposed to eight. I don't know what you're talking about, Jared.
2: I, because he, he missed four games, and then when he came back, he stunk. Do you remember how? Because he, he
0: wasn't ready to play. That's what I'm saying
2: is that, so who's to say that he, he would have been any better for the Cardinals? He looked really good against the
0: Cardinals. I'll uh, say that. Dan the, Bickley says he's going to be the MVP this year.
2: Oh, well, this year. The the thing that I immediately thought of about all this is like, how would this have affected Larry Fitzgerald's last couple of years? Oh, yeah. Oh, if, well, there you go. If in his prime. And Russell Wilson yeah. to play with.
1: I just I wonder if this really got to the level where the Cardinals had to ha- say, do we want to do this? Do we want to bring in Russell Wilson and give up the number 1 pick? Which I, if they were closer to winning that first year,
0: maybe they might have had a decision to make. They weren't close to if winning. If they were close to but winning that first year, they would have never
1: but moved we didn't on from go Josh into, Rosen. Yeah, but we didn't go into that year thinking the Cardinals were going to stink out loud. But if
0: they were close to winning, too, they wouldn't have had the number 1 pick, and Seattle probably wouldn't have
1: called. Right. <laughs> <Hey, laughs> it's all a well, big circle. Yeah, that, well, that, yeah, that is true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the, a good
2: the, point. The Cleveland Browns thing, I assume that also didn't happen because the Browns turned it down?
3: What yes, a mistake that was. which I How find very that?
0: interesting because if you go back to draft day 2018— The morning of that draft, there was all kinds of speculation on who the Browns were going to take. And there were reports, hey, they've settled on Darnold. Sam Darnold is wearing a brown tie to the draft tonight. That's got to be a sign.
1: That's right. And
0: when they called Baker Mayfield's name, there was an element of surprise because of those quarterbacks that were available. And Mayfield wasn't a disaster, but yeah, if you could have had
1: Josh Allen in Cleveland... Yeah, listen, and it's uh, and we're all assuming Kyler's going to get through and and be that guy, but that's that's quite something that it that the Seahawks got to the point where they're like, "Okay, you know what? What we want is a number 1 overall pick, who cares if it's the Cardinals." Mm-hmm. Like you said. Yeah. That's something. That really is. <laughs> yeah. Coming up wow. next, Cardinals
0: getting ready for the Chiefs on Sunday. Uh, We'll get into some of the uh, things that will be challenges for the Cardinals on both sides of the ball next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.